Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me and giving me some of your very precious time. I'm honored to spend it with you. Today, we're going to be talking about drama, and I'll tell you why. I've had a bunch of conversations in the past couple weeks with folks who are in my spring 12 weeks to transformation, and I always ask them, is there something that you learned that surprised you? Or is there a tool that you have developed that's been more helpful than other things you've tried before? And in two particular conversations, one thing came up, but in different ways, and that is drama. And in one of the conversations uh, that you'll hear part of, we were talking about how oftentimes we don't look at things as drama, even though they are, because they're small, right? And we save that word drama for like a big explosive blow up. Oh my gosh, I was so dramatic there. But it's the little things that chip away at our decision making, that chip away at our consistency, that are in fact drama. And when we recognize them and we change the behavior, it makes everything easier. Fundamentally, what we're trying to do when I work with my clients is get out of our own way. What is it, regardless of the goal, whether it's about money, it's about relationships, business, body, you name it, how are you getting in your own way and how do we change that behavior permanently, not by giving you a list of things to do or a bunch of rules to follow, but really by looking at what is in the way and and coming about it more intelligently and more intentionally. So what I want to share with you today are parts of two of these conversations. In the first one, you're going to hear me talking with a client who joined the 12 Weeks to Transformation for body-related reasons. And it turned out to be a lot of mindset related reasons, but she had lost a ton of weight repeatedly, work her butt off to lose the weight, put it back on, feel really bad about herself, work so hard again to lose the weight, put it back on, feel really bad about herself. And not only had that happened, she was dealing with an injury. Also, she had lost her mom. You'll hear her talk about that. And she says, the 12 weeks to transformation really helped me grow up. I had to get rid of the drama I attached to food. So you're going to hear that conversation. It's a, it's a really, really great one. She has some incredible insights as to how she stopped attaching so much drama to food and what that did for her. And then you'll hear the second conversation, which is from a different client, and she really wanted to get control of her life. She is an empty nester now. And one of her grown children said, you know, mom, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And she paused and she was like, I'm in my forties. And like, I don't know what I want to do with mine. And I want to get that together. I don't want to just drift and go through the motions. She had given herself fully to being a mom. But since that phase of life has shifted a little bit, she really wanted to step her game up. And she wanted to figure out how she could live her best life. And one of her big takeaways was not 
adding so much drama. And when she changed that, she realized she wasn't as tired. She realized she had more energy. She had more focus. So I'm excited to share with you these conversations. Guys, it's critical that we see and understand where and how we're adding drama. And it is essential that we develop the tools to reduce the drama in our thoughts, in our emotions, and in our choices. So I'll check in with you guys between these two clips, but I'm excited for you to hear both of them. Here we go. So since the 12 weeks, Mm-hmm. What shifts have you made? What's different for you? Oh, so much. So much is different. Um, one of the things I had to figure out right away was that I had to get rid of the drama that I had attached to food and that I had to realize that I was responsible for all of the food choices that I was making, that it wasn't because of my surgery or because of not being able to take part in obstacle course races. And it wasn't because my mom passed away from cancer. It was because I was eating foods that weren't good for me, foods that I learned that I loved, but that just didn't love me back. So that was one of the biggest mind shifts for me was that the responsibility was in the choices that I was making and not in um, say the availability of all that food. Yeah. Uh, the power to say no, and I just wasn't doing it. So mm-hmm. it really made me grow up in a way that I had always been the kind of person who would say, Oh, um, it's okay if I have this, I'm sad, or it's okay if I eat this entire sleeve of Oreos because once I eat it, then I just won't go buy it again. Mm -hmm. and it won't be in the house so then i can just i'll be fine but of course i would go and buy it again right um it was all of those excuses that i kept making for myself and then allowing myself to fall under that and then consider myself a victim of Mm -hmm. oh poor me i can't i can't do all the things i want to do and i can't call up my mom and so i was really allowing myself to kind of be childish in a way by just not taking responsibility for it. So learning, learning in the 12 weeks that um, even if I just take that pause, I would have to say probably my favorite affirmation has been just for today because Mm -hmm. I've even been able to sometimes when just for today seemed like too long of a span of time, I was able to say, you know, just on this trip to CVS, I will not buy myself some Swedish fish or just on this trip to the market, I will only buy from the produce and the meat section. So it really was able to make me put that pause in between um, the, the thought and the action. Because so many times I would say to myself, well, I remember looking at old lists and saying, you know, oh, I'm hungry. Maybe I'll just do something else. But I realized that doing something else, I would do that thing and then I would still have the food. Mm -hmm. So I really had to start questioning myself and ask myself, you know, is this really worth it? And is it going to move me forward or is it going to move me backward? And um, how, can, how can I make a decision just right now that I can be proud of and that will help move me forward in my goal? One of the things when people 
hear people talk about those kinds of questions like, you know, is this going to move me forward? What they tell me, and I relate because I felt this way too, is that sometimes they have moments where they're like, I don't care. I know this isn't going to move me forward and I don't care. And they, and they get stuck on that because before they even begin to change the narrative, they are committed to the reason it won't work. You know, well, yeah, sounds good, but I have days where I just don't even care. And I know it's not going to help me reach my goals, but I do it anyway. And they almost talk themselves out of the potential efficacy because they, they, they foresee a loophole or an issue. Have you had those moments? I know I have. And what do you do with them? I, I definitely have had those moments where I will say, you know, honestly, I weigh so many pounds and I have so many pounds to lose that really, what is this, you know, package of candy going to do for me? And then one of the questions that I had heard from you, it, it might have either been from Chasing Cupcakes or from one of your podcasts, and it was, well, how am I going to feel tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, it was that whole thing of, okay, so this might make me feel happy now, which honestly, it wasn't making me happy now. Mm-hmm. Um, but how will I feel tomorrow? Will I be yeah. able to, to feel proud of the choices that I made? So that was definitely one of the, the questions that became really important to me to realize that I had to stop. It was over and over again saying, this won't make a difference and that won't make a difference and putting all those little pieces together and and here I am 60 pounds later and they've made a clear difference. Yeah, you know, when when I told myself this one thing won't make a difference, one day I got really honest and I said to myself, you know, this one thing won't make a difference. That's not the problem. The problem is that you keep saying this over and over and over again, you know? So what would you say to somebody who, maybe they've put on some weight, maybe they have done the same sort of thing where they lose weight and then they put it back on and the cycle feels endless, that they're always either losing weight or gaining weight, but they're hesitant to join the 12 weeks because maybe they've failed before, they've given up before. Based on your experience, what would you say to that person? One thing that I had remember, I remember thinking this to myself because um, I feel I've tried so many things and I knew that I couldn't keep believing the lie of this time it will work because mm-hmm. what I, what had happened to me of saying that to myself over and over again is not only did it not work, but I would have to say where I am now is just about the worst place I've been in. It's not the heaviest I've ever been, but if I had taken the weight and then added on the change in my thinking and in the way that I was feeling, mm-hmm. I was definitely in a worse place because it had happened again. And yeah. I think it was that that really, you know, gave me the feeling that I just, I can't keep doing this to myself. So I knew that I had to find something where with the 12 weeks that instead of focused on what you eat, because one of the things that I love best, which I didn't think I would, was that you don't actually give us any kind of a diet plan. Like I've been on, you know, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, I mean, keto, um, you name it. And then, but it it always came with a list of what I could and couldn't eat. So that made me feel secure. Mm -hmm. But what, what I realized is that it wasn't what I was or was not eating necessarily. It was the fact that I was eating it to begin with when I wasn't even hungry for food. Right. So right. I knew that I needed to find a program that addressed things other than what I was eating. 
Yeah. And so the, the title, I remember, so I've been through, um, this is my second vets uh, session mm -hmm. because I felt like I knew that every time I was learning something that there was still more for me personally to learn and mm -hmm. that I needed the continued practice. And so I knew that joining again would give me that opportunity to practice with you and with the group of very like-minded people. And, and so I felt like, I know it's called the 12 weeks to transformation, but I remember thinking to myself, I need to send her an email because I really feel like it's not 12 weeks to transformation because honestly it starts immediately. Yeah. So I was trying to think what could, what could I suggest to her to call it instead of 12 weeks to transformation, maybe 12 weeks of transformation or mm. you know, 12, 12, me, 12 weeks transforming yourself because yeah. every week brought a new change and a new perspective and a new goal that appealed to me because it was that whole idea of awareness and alignment and that it's, I don't need to learn one more thing. I, I right. feel like I, I know everything you that I personally need to know about about weight, but I just needed to figure out a platform to actually put it into practice. That I my practice was what was missing. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Holy moly. Shirley, thank you so much. I find that there is so much power in hearing from people just what their process has been. Because for so many of us, we just find something that we relate to that gives us hope. And, and you've just given us so much of that. I, my favorite thing that you said, well, maybe, maybe that the transformation begins immediately. And I love 12 weeks of transformation. That's gorgeous. But when you said that it made you grow up, because I think that's what so many of us have to do. We're just incomplete and often dramatic and juvenile in how we make choices about our goals. And the fact that you, you have that awareness and you've made that shift, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think this is just the beginning. Thank you. I remember thinking to myself, I have, I think it was a conversation that we had um, on one of the coaching calls uh, and it was something about, and I had said to you, I was using my inner child as an excuse and you really called me out on it. And you said that it wasn't, I don't have an inner child, that it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making the excuse. Yeah. And so, you know, and it, it, as far as I had come in, you know, the 12 weeks and then the, the vets, the winter vets, it was in the spring vets that that part finally clicked for me Yeah. so that I could see that you were right. And so I kind of, I needed that someone to um, tell me in a, in a way that would actually hit home for me that mm. it's not, it, I can't blame it on an inner child because it's me who is allowing myself, you know, to, I don't want to say let myself down, probably more like break my promises or not hold myself to the same standard as I would say hold, you know, other people. And that I also couldn't then put it on other people right? to um, make sure that I was doing the things I said I wanted to do, that it yeah. really is me and that I do have the power if I just face up to it and admit to myself that I can do it. Well, thank you so much for being willing to share. It's been a genuine honor to be a small part of your story, and I just can't wait to see where you go from here. So just so you know, you're definitely not a small part. You're the latest part. Mm. <laughs> the part that like, seems to be cooking for me. So 
I hope you know that because not only are you having an influence on me, but being a teacher, you should, you should hear some of the things I say to my kids <laughs> all the time. I, I, one of the best ones is when you say that successful people ask for help mm-hmm. because I will tell my students the same thing. And I use the example of, you know, even athletes, professional athletes have coaches. Mm-hmm. So just to get them to, um, to ask for help. And then also with the one where about asking yourself um, what else is true, mm-hmm. one of my students would try to say to me, give me an excuse about they're missing homework or, you know, something as simple as my pencil broke. I mm-hmm. say, well, what can you do to solve the problem? Yeah. So I just want you to know that you're affecting future generations through me. Oh. It really does make a difference. And I, I figure if I can impart this on them while they're young, then all the better. Thank you so much, Shirley. You're welcome. All right. So in this next clip, you are going to hear part of a conversation with one of my clients um, who, again, she's the one who is in her 40s and her youngest just graduated. So she's kind of shifting into more of an empty nest phase of life. And her youngest said, you know, I, I don't know what to do with my life. And she realized I kind of don't either now. I have put all of myself into mothering and being a mom and raising my kids. And and she acknowledged, you know, that work never ends, but it's time for me to figure out what I want. And it's time for me to figure out how I'm in the way and remove those barriers. And uh, you're going to hear me ask about what she learned in the 12 weeks. And I know you're going to really get a lot out of her response. Has there been anything in the 12 weeks that has surprised you either about the process or about yourself? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely been, I, you know, it's probably, probably the drama that I added and realizing that I didn't need to add that drama and that, you know, I can do, I can do hard things without having to add drama to it. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, and I think that's been the big, surprise to me. I'm like, wait a second. I can't believe I just did that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) when you talk about adding drama, what does that look like for you? And the reason I bring that up is because I am so quick to notice drama in myself when a few years ago, I would have probably been offended if somebody told me I was being dramatic, but that honesty has been a game changer. So I always like to paint a picture of what drama looks like for me, what drama looks like for others so that people can be quicker to identify it and not resist it so much. Okay. Um, perfect example was last week. I, I have made it a goal since the, since the first 12 weeks to transformation is to get up at 5, 5 a.m. every morning and mm-hmm. do my journal, do, you know, do my one hour, you know, of, of getting me together. Um, and last week there was, I don't know, I just, I couldn't go to sleep that night. I only had like two or three hours and getting up at 5 AM was, was tough. And I was like, Oh, and I, and, and I just remember my old self, I want, it was trying to rise up and wanting to like, just go back to bed. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, and and it's almost like a vortex or something. You just, your, your thoughts just start, twirling. And, and once I realized that I was like, calm down, Sarah, (laughs) you know, just had a little quick conversation with myself and, (laughs) and, uh, got up and, you know, did my 20 minutes of exercise and all that good stuff and was, was fine. And so, yeah. That's amazing. I, uh, I love that you see it in something that's so simple because drama doesn't have to be huge. It, can, yeah. it, it often isn't. And I think that's why we overlook it, that often getting out of bed 
or something small is difficult because of drama we don't even realize because it feels so normal. Yes, yes. And that was my old self. That was the normal for me, you know, and I was wore out. And I have to say, like, now that I'm not adding the drama or the vortex, you know, to my mindset, Mm -hmm. I am not as tired or, you know, or, you know, like my energy levels are even better because I'm not exhausted from the negative, you know, so... From the negative and for me too, sometimes it's just the deciding and then redeciding and then <laughs> redeciding and then renegotiating and then yeah. like maybe I'll think about it again later and uh, I mean, maybe tomorrow, you know? <laughs> Guys, this does not have to be the way life is. It makes change harder. And it's one of those things that is, until we clear it, an obstacle that shows up on any path. And you can continue to jump from goal to goal, from priority to priority, from plan to plan. But until you address these fundamental ways of thinking that slow you down or stop you altogether, it's going to be harder than it needs to be. And I don't want that for you. So keep this in mind as you think about what you are going to do differently now. Because the way things has, have been does not have to be the way they continue to go. So many times we think like, oh my gosh, that's so me. And we identify with the problem, but we don't identify with the solution. That is something I hear all the time. Oh, you nailed it. That's so me. Well, now what? What are we going to do about it to create a change? And for some of you, you acknowledge that you need a little help with that. I I know that for my goals, I don't want to go it alone because while I can, and you can too, you can make these changes on your own. I know for me that I make faster progress with fewer setbacks when I have a coach, right? That's just the way that it is. That's why I have a coach in business. That's why we have coaches for our relationship, Chris and I. And if that's you, it's not everybody, right? But if that is you, then connect with me and let me know. DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton, or you can send me a text message. Let me pull up that number really quickly because I don't remember it off the top of my head. Isn't it? I still don't know Chris's phone number. Isn't that crazy? I don't know my mom's phone number. Anyway, I digress. I'm just, I don't use my energy to memorize numbers. 336-203-5320. If I got arrested, I would be screwed. The only... Yeah, no, I don't, I couldn't call anybody. Yeah, that would be bad. 336-203-5320. Someday I'm going to memorize Chris's number. I'm going to make that happen. But seriously, I want to connect with you. I don't want this struggle to continue for you. So let's just chat about it. DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or send me a text 336-203-5320. And, um, We'll chat about what might make sense for you moving forward. It might be the 12 weeks to transformation. It might not, but I promise you this. I'll tell you. If you tell me what you're looking for and what your barriers are, I 100% will tell you if the 12 weeks isn't a good fit because I'm very straightforward about this. I don't want to work with people if they're not going to benefit from what we're doing in the 12 weeks. And it happens very often that I say, you know what, you're looking for something else. The 12 weeks to transformation isn't that. So let's at least have the conversation so you know. All right. Everybody have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, 
please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.